1: You're listening to the Auburn Express.
0: What's up in War Eagle, War Report family? It's your guy, Ike Jones. We are here with another Morning Drop today. Addressing some of the comments that Coach Hugh Freeze had for the media, talking about the upcoming game against Georgia. Some interesting things came forth in this press conference, and you know we got to talk about it. And y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Morning drop. It is Tuesday, September the 26th, and we are here. Ike Jones, Mike G talking Auburn football. Coach Hugh Freeze addresses the media about the upcoming Georgia game. But Mike G. How are you feeling today, man? Uh, how are you feeling about all the things? You were there live at the press conference. We'll get into some of the specific things he said, but just overall impressions of how the press conference went.
1: Um, look, uh, this was Hugh Preeze's first press conference after a loss as the head mm-hmm. coach. Um, I was mm-hmm. interested to see what kind of mood he was in. I thought he was relatively upbeat, um, you know, given how things went on Saturday. I think there was some responsibility taken for yeah how things went, um, which is what I wanted to hear. Um, you know, Ike, last week, uh, I definitely wasn't very positive about, like, Auburn's chances in this game, but it wasn't about the kids and their ability. It was definitely about the coaching and what what I had seen them do to this point. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, like I said, I mean, you could have all the, the great players in the world, but, you know, if you got a bad plan, it's going to be really hard to be, you know, a team with decent talent right and I, and i didn't think that auburn had a good plan um i didn't think that they learned much from the Sanford game but i think they could they should have learned a ton from this game about where they need to go moving forward um sometimes it takes a loss sometimes it takes a beat down sometimes it takes that trial and tribulation to know how you need to move forward. So that's what I'm looking for for this team this week, going into Georgia. They're not going to be favored by anybody to win this game. And they've got to go out there and they've got to believe that they can win, which is something that he talked about. That We'll talk about, you know, later in the segment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think there is a level of uh, self-awareness that has to happen after this game and understanding that we need to get better in some aspects This they there were a lot of interesting things said. A lot of people making a lot of Coach Freeze talking about the rivalry among. You know, we're not yeah. going to get into those comments or at least playing those comments. But you know, th- talking about the rivalry against Georgia and how Coach Hugh Freeze like he didn't feel the hatred necessarily that he's felt in some of the other rivalries around there. And people all over social media are like, "What do you mean? We absolutely hate Georgia." Like, um, listen, it is what it is. And you know, his comments about like I don't lean into the hate side of it. It's the, for the love of the fans. I thought that was kind of eh. You know, whatever, like, yeah, now we hate them. Sorry. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh rivalries uh exist because there's a lot of hatred there. Um, so but I think overall, I don't know how popular an opinion it is. I think overall I liked the comments that I heard from Coach True Freeze. There were some things that I was troubled by, right? Like <laughs> I, I definitely was like, It's his honesty, Ike. It's his are, honesty. Are you are you sure that's <clears throat> where you want to go with this one? All yeah, right. All I... right. Yeah. Um, now I don't have an issue with the honesty, right? Like be honest, but I will get into it. We, there, portion, I, I will point out portions of, from the clips that we had. So first clip we want to get into here is coach Hugh freeze. Uh, the question was asked of him, you know, based upon all the things at the beginning of the season, he said his quarterback has to continue to earn the starting spot. And the question was asked, how does Peyton Thorne need to earn it going forward, right?
2: And these were the comments that he had after that question. Well, certainly with more consistent play, but there's, again, there's times I feel like we've we've let both Peyton and Robbie and Holden or whoever the quarterback is, I feel like we have let them down because of all the other components that go into the passing game. And um, that is where I'm determined to try to help get Fixed this week before you give some final grade on on a quarterback's play. Um, it's just like when Robbie came in. You know, I thought he I thought he made a, a two really nice throws on on two deep balls, and I thought the routes were 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 not run correctly. And um, so I know that quarterbacks and coaches get the the blame. Coaches, we deserve it. Quarterbacks don't always probably deserve it. Um, and so I think, again, I've said, we're still a work in progress with, with the roster that we have. And uh, I think this, I've always kind of had in my mind that, uh, you, we have a, I kind of divide the season up. So there's, there's a season one, which is the season up until the, until the open week. And, um, then you've got a lot of evaluating to do that open week as to how you move forward from there. All right. So, um unpack
0: it first and foremost <laughs> he says what i think you have been saying all along the play calling is letting the quarterback down in a lot of scenarios we have not coach Hugh Freeze says set our quarterbacks up or our offense up for success so far in this season right we've got to do a better job of equipping them with things that allow them to be better right and um I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So game plan, game plan, game plan. Uh, it was not a good one going into this one. Right. Um, and uh, like, I, I wonder even if there was a pivot, you know, at some point from what they were trying to do. It just didn't make any sense. You, you had said what you thought they were going to do. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought I didn't know based on what they had done. Uh, you know, and I, I felt pretty, I was like, well, they can't do what they did against Sanford. That's not going to work against Texas A&M. Right. And they w- came out and they went a step backwards. They, they, they did what they they started trying to do what they did against Cal. Yeah. At least initially. Right that didn't make any sense to me. So I was happy to hear him take responsibility for letting the quarterbacks down. I know Payne Payne Thorne is catching a ton of heat right now. If I'm, I'm going to throw him some reprieve and say none of the way that this has been handled has not helped him no at all. From I don't one. think it's
0: been helpful for anybody. Well, well, right. I'm starting with him because he's the start. Like he's. Well, I'm not even out. talking about the other quarterbacks. I'm talking about wide receivers on the team. It has well, been sure. helpful there. Well, sure. The I'm offensive gonna line.
1: Them. I'm going to get to them because there's a causality, right? right. But like you know, the, the quarterback rotation it was if that was going to be your guy, this is your guy, right? Um, and, and, and then how they're bring they brought Robbie in. It's not helping his development at all. Um, You know, and then you got Holden sitting back there wondering, well, there's when am I ever going to get a real shot? Right. This was not this is at some point reality just has to set in about what this team is. And, you know, they gave up some pressure. Sure. I I didn't feel like the offensive line was the whole was the whole problem. No, definitely. Uh, There was a lot of talk about the offensive line. Um, You know, I thought some of the plays I, I I was surprised there wasn't a plan to get the ball out of Peyton
0: Thorne's hands quickly. Mm hmm.
1: I was shocked. I was shocked. At that. I yeah, was shocked
0: that, at that That probably was the most shocking thing from the entire day is that no part of this plan included, hey, they've got really good athletes over there that are probably better than our quarterback. Let's not rely on keeping the ball in his hands a lot.
1: And based on what we've put on tape, the plan is going to be the blitz the hell out of them. Yeah. We've got to anticipate them sending the house at this quarterback, and he's just got to hit some throws to make them back up. They did not give that to Peyton Thorne early. And then it was at one point, it was pretty clear that A&M didn't respect it at all. They just, they, they just sent everybody, right. And, and, and at that point he was rattled. And I think if maybe you had gotten him settled into some easy hooks slants, Anything early in the game, he handles that pressure later in the game. Now, obviously, when your quarterback is not doing well, your wide receivers suffer, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Period. (laughs) I mean, that's, you know, you're out there, you're running routes and you're not getting the ball. And then later in the game, confirmed on Robbie's first throw, Shorter stopped running. He was supposed to keep running. And then everybody screamed, bloody murder overthrow. But he wasn't where he was supposed to be. I know, I know we're doing a watch the film, but from what I understand, the safety bit down, the quarterback read it correctly and put the ball over the top where the receiver was supposed to be. The receiver didn't think he was getting the ball. And again, I I, I think that him – hear me out. I, I know this is going to be popular, but the – You know When you're a quarter, you you play the whole game and you're running down the field and you're running down the field and and you're not getting the ball because the quarterback can't get it out in time, isn't seeing you or they're blitzing the crap out of him and they're sacking him. Then late in the game, when you are supposed to be down the field, you quit on a route. And it's the one time that you would have scored. So to me, again, chemistry and flow, there's a causality to all this that starts with game plan Right. And then affects the players negatively. Now, I'm not excusing anybody stopping their route. Right. <laughs> you have to play. You got to play to the end. If you're going to be on the field, you play to the end of the game, which is another thing that they have to fix. They talked about wide receivers loafing in camp. You remember? That was the word he used loafing. Mm-hmm. Is it a shock that a loafer showed up on Saturday? Man, come on, dude. You motivate these guys. I like go back to coaching, motivate these guys, figure out how to get that out of the man and get. Put a team on the field that will fight like hell versus Georgia, that will give them hell. We've seen worse teams do it. Yeah. Like Georgia yeah. Beat, beat Missouri,
0: what, 16 to 12 last year? It was very close. I don't remember what the final score was, but it's something like that. Yeah.
1: Oh, man, put a team on the field at home in your own stadium that will give them all they want because they have started slow all season. And if Auburn can find a way to start fast and hold on for dear life, man, I know that this is, we're getting to the sunshine, pumpy version of, of my monologue here. <laughs> I have a chance. Yeah. But you got to give your you against good teams, you have to give yourself a chance early.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to put turn put the pressure back on them and okay. make them feel like something, hey man, you you did you got you're gonna have a fight on your hands for a full sixty here.
1: And then you've got a defense that's built to hold on in the fourth quarter. I, 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 this defense is built to hold on in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but you you gotta
0: give them a little bit of leash and ability yeah, yeah. Can't to, to score to, three to, points offensively.
2: Yeah. All right. So
0: yeah. here's the other thing that I want to get into because sure. again, the question started with what does Peyton Thorne need to do to earn it? And I don't know he started his explanation with saying being more consistent. Mm-hmm. And I thought a very interesting question was asked later by our friend JG Tate, uh, about what has Peyton Thorne looked like in practice. The practice,
2: yeah. And this was Coach Hugh Freeze's response. Practice was really good last week. I mean, he's uh, really sharp in practice. Really sharp in practice. Uh last week particularly was really, really sharp in practice. And um and um we keep hoping to see that translate into the games. And again, it's a combination. It's not all Peyton, um, but sometimes it is, and he owns it. Uh, we had a good meeting last night. Um, and so we, we just got to try this week to, to get a plan in place that all execute and all understand totally. And that, that falls on Philip and his staff and ultimately on me. All right. So
0: I'm going to point this out. Even further detail when we get into the third clip, I feel like Hugh Freeze is. As honest as I feel like he's been, I don't think he's being honest right now. Okay, I don't think I I don't feel like he's being honest and I'm going to point out why specifically after we play the third clip. But I want to talk about this clip in specific. He said that Peyton Thorne was sharp in practice this week. Very sharp. And then proceeds to say, we're waiting to see that translate to the field. So he's acknowledging while trying to protect him a little bit and say it's not all on him. It hasn't what you've seen in practice has not translated to the field. And the question comes back again. At what point in time do you say this is just who this guy is? Yes, he's going to look great in practice. Yes, he's going to look good in the film room. Yes, he's going to be great in the locker room. But when the lights are on and you're out there playing the competition, that guy has yet to show up in an Auburn uniform. When do you say, I don't know, man, this is just it? Yeah, hear me out. The,
1: the leash should be shorter for Peyton Thorne. Right. And particularly because... Uh, Although this is his first shot at Auburn, this is not your first shot at the power five level. This is your third season starting as a power five quarterback. Um, And he was brought in to challenge guys and to raise the floor. And it's great if he's a great practice player. You guys have heard me talk about the the practice tee golfer analogy. Mm -hmm. Everything feels great you know, on the range when you're swinging the golf club and you're hitting every shot and you're hitting your clubs to the right distance. And then you got to go stand on the first tee. And the pressure is different. That's what it's like for a football player. You run in the routes, you can't get hit in practice. Right. Um, you know, uh, it's a, a familiar it's a familiar environment. Uh, you know, there's guys you know around you, your coaches in your ear, everything's comfortable. Until you're on the road in front of over 100,000 people are rooting to see you fail and then suddenly it, it feels different the better quarterbacks are able to block out the noise i've heard you know chris todd used to explain it like this like he would say he would go blank so miami i didn't hear the crowd i didn't hear anything it was like a mental thing that he had trained himself to do where he didn't hear anything but the cadence and the coaches. That's it in his own voice, talking to people, telling them where they needed to be. Yeah. And that might be part of why, Pey- you know, practice Peyton Thorn hasn't become game Peyton Thorn. Either way, you got to get it done. Right. You have to get it done. And all this talk about it takes time to build. That's that's fine. If you're not losing winnable games. Okay, correct. yes, right. I mean, yeah, and Am that? was a winnable game. That was a winnable game, yeah, so I respectfully coach, i I don't want to hear about recruiting and all the season has started. I don't want to hear about how well everybody else has been recruiting against you before you played them. The season has started, man, it's off season talk. I want to hear about how you're going to put a winnable team on the football field. Right. That's
0: it. And these guys are good enough. Right. Especially so, like you said, especially in the games that are winnable. Like uh, listen, yeah, that game was winnable. There, there that team are was there are very few people who are not wearing orange and blue goggles who give Auburn a legitimate shot against Georgia, a legitimate shot against LSU. But you should not in the aftermath of Texas A&M, look at that game and say Auburn had no shot to win. They were they were outclassed in that game. That is not what you should review that tape and say hey, that's not the case. So the problem is, as much as and you ask him this question about the game plan, as much as he feels like oh we had a solid game plan in there, bull. I'm sorry, that's bull. And I'm gonna t- this is where I'm gonna get into you freeze. You're you're not being honest with us right now. You're not being honest because you're saying this. But the honesty of it is you don't believe that. And he let it slip that he doesn't believe that in the next statement that I'm going to pull up here. But, yes, you are correct. We have to figure out how to win football games when they're winnable. When they're winnable. Right.
1: Yeah. Now, listen, if you're playing Georgia. Fine. I mean, I'll buy that. (laughs) I'll buy that. Because you're not going to pretend that you're better than them, but you do have to find a way to sell that we're going to give them everything they want and we're going to find a way to win if it's there in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Right? That's what you have to sell. Nobody wants to hear we don't have a chance from the coach. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, I mean, because they're better than us. And, you know, and I will say this part out loud, Ike, that has been an unpopular message with the players. They hear everything this coach says and that has been an unpopular message. Yeah. I mean, everybody not, has better everybody, well. everybody has better players than us. That's that's essentially what's being heard. And it's not a good message. So, you know, I, I feel I feel okay saying that. Like it, it's it's gotta that that part of the messaging has to change, right? Um, because now you are, I mean, he told the truth. You are going, you're you are going in a stretch against the, you know, some teams who have recruited very well. Yeah. But yeah, does isn't there's it, truth to that. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter because you have to play them anyway. And You have to instill belief in your team that they can win, and I, I'm not sure that that's the message that's effective in instilling belief in your team that they can beat teams that have – they already know those guys have talent. I don't, I don't think it's something you need to say. What you, right. need to, what you need them to believe is is that despite their talent, we will out-execute, we will out-physical, we will out-effort, and we will out-game plan
0: That's how you beat a team that's better than you. That's the message that needs to be sent. Okay, so uh, I've been teasing this for a while. We're going to get into the comments, and then I'm going to give you my thoughts on why I feel like this is the first time I felt like I have not heard complete truth from Coach Hugh Freeze. The question was asked of him about the game plan again and the lack of RPO that's happening in the game plan uh, because, you know, we just haven't seen it a lot. Here's what Coach Hugh Freeze had to say if we're
2: yeah you know we, we love play action um i'm trying to remember those um in the in the play action world i mean the um uh, the the week before uh, we were very effective in the rpo game and in this game um we threw zero rpos um, that's not something i'm happy about um I probably am where I am today because I brought the RPO game to this conference or one of the, one of the first I think people would say. And um that sounded bad. I I don't want to act like I created the RPO world or anything, but I do think I was one of the first to 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 bring it to this to this game with with tempo. And um, and we've gotten away from that and um, I don't really understand that and so we've got to figure out our identity who, who we really are and, and what can Peyton do and what can Robbie do and what can Holden do and um we're, we're still, uh, I know people don't like to hear it. people want success now. They won't, they want you to win now every single game. And I get all of that. Uh, this is not my first rodeo with taking over a program that, uh, that has struggled and, um, certainly not, uh, at all phased and, um, hungrier than ever to, to move forward and get better. And we will, um, some of that's going to help in recruiting but that in the meantime you got to get the ones you have better and that's our job and for us to be uh all over the map one week we throw effectively rpos and the next week we don't why what why is that and we've got to figure that out all right so here's where i my
0: confusion comes in you like the game plan going in but then you say We don't do any of the stuff that I think we should be doing in that game plan, which is Mm -hmm. the RPO game that you brought to the conference and you've, you know, popularized amongst the SEC. I don't know how those two things exist in the same world where I like, yeah, we had a really solid game plan, but that game plan didn't include us utilizing the RPO primarily and we didn't or it was in the game plan. Well, we just never went out there and executed any of those RPO things. I don't think that those two things can exist in the same space. And I'm confused by it. And he goes on to say in another portion, I didn't clip this part. He talked about the bye week and how there's two different seasons, right? And, you know, we got to evaluate post bye week about what we want to do. So I don't think it's fair that uh, we evaluate a quarterback uh, before we get through that portion of the season. He's like, we we, give a final grade is what he said about the QB. I don't think we should give a final grade on the QB before that, which lets you know, Peyton Thorne's absolutely going to be starting versus Georgia. And he's going to come and reevaluate that during the bye week. He also went on when talking about his struggle with uh, not calling plays, Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of things that we need to evaluate and we need to figure that out as the season goes along. That all makes me feel like he's not very happy with what's happening right now with the offensive strategy and play calling on Saturdays.
1: Yeah. So hear me out. As head coach, you're responsible for all of it. Mm-hmm. At, at major Power 5 programs, we see every head coach go through this. This whole, I need to be a more, more of a CEO thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ike, to hell with that. The, you are an offensive head coach. Yeah. I want the offense to look competent all the time. So all this talk about game planning and direction <laughs> and vision, listen, either you trust the guy to do the job or you don't. What we saw on Saturday, the whole talk about RPO makes me wonder if there is not an internal tug of war over
0: what to do. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's something he said. I admit, you know, it's something that I've been struggling with.
1: Right. right? It it sounds like there's an internal tug of war over what to do. You think it should be done one way, but you hired a guy who is an experienced guy, you know, because listen, none of these guys want to come in and be puppets to the head coach. Right. No, you want to make your mark as an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. And you want to call your game and, and your system and your vision. Now, you can take input on how to do that. Um, you know, the coach can explain some things that he wants to see, but ultimately, it just has to produce. And if it produces, then you're probably not going to be getting any flag from the head coach. So something is not vibing here. Something's not gelling, Ike. Yeah. Between Philip Montgomery and Hugh Freeze. And they've got to figure that out. What is going on with, with the execution of the game plan? Because you're coming out here. We're four games into the season talking about, you know,
0: why we didn't run RP, more RPO. And, and he said the exact thing that you've been saying. It doesn't look like we have an identity.
1: Identity.
0: identity. I said,
1: yeah. Like I said, I get, I get that it wasn't a positive message last week, but it was a truthful one. I was not very optimistic because the team that Auburn was playing while to your point, not world beaters certainly has an identity on offense. They went out and they just did what they've been doing all season. (laughs) I can't tell you what Auburn has been doing all season consistently. And I don't want to put too much on the quarterback position. I, but I feel like a lot of this rigmarole has been about not having a solidified starter going into the season because these quarterbacks have very different skill sets. Right. And they have called the game very differently for the both of them to their detriment.
0: It's almost as if they're caught. Call- I mean, like I you know, I don't, I don't get the, 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 the read option stuff with Peyton Thorne at all. Let Peyton Thorne run. I'm sorry. Throw. Yeah, But you've got got to let Robbie ask for a throw as well, too.
1: If you're going to be a one-trick pony, teams in this league are going to figure you out quickly. They're going to attack your weaknesses, and they're going to make you prove that you can execute your strengths. Yeah. Or your perceived strengths. His strength is supposed to be his arm and his accuracy. So I don't want to see him open the game running
0: the ball. What? At all. (laughs) <laughs> Why I, I I don't I don't know if I will have anything left in my bowels if we come out and we run read option in oh, yeah, Georgia yeah, yeah. in the first drive We're I just Peyton don't I, yeah. yeah I just I I, I I'm gonna lose all of it bro yeah I I'm,
1: don't I see am. that I I got the point everybody was making about Peyton Thorn being a good enough runner right to you know pick up yards here and there what what I think will happen the rest of the season Ike is is that. Until you prove that his arm is effective, everything on the ground will be guarded against t- to the max extent of their effort. Yeah. Until you prove that he can drop back and, and, and make quick throws and pick a defense apart, make, punish them. When they, you know, uh, uh, it, this wasn't Peyton in the game, but, you know, like with with the throw with Robbie. If the receiver runs the right route and doesn't quit on the route, and catches that ball over the top. Touchdown. And now they have to play you differently because they have to respect that on the wheel route to Jay Fair. You hit that throw, and it changes the way Texas A&M approaches defense to you. And maybe the run game opens up a little. But when you miss those passes, they'll let you. It's almost like leaving a bad three-point shooter open on the three-point line. I gotta guard you. You can't hit it.
0: Yeah, but you make a couple of them, and now people are like, Yeah, all right. Gonna, maybe, maybe I need to step out here.
1: What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make sure I get the rebound <laughs> so you don't get a second chance at it. But I'm not gonna guard you on a three-point line. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put max effort into guarding a non-three-point shooter on the three-point line. That's that's this is what this is. A quarterback, whether it's Robbie or Holden or or, or, or Peyton. Has to hit some three point shots, man. You got to hit some. You had to hit some shots from deep, so they have to. Res- and you got to hit enough of them, so they have to respect it. And then, right. then you can open up the offense. Yep. you can keep them off balance, and you can keep them guessing what they're going to do. Is rock? Is he going to keep it? Is he going to throw it? And uh, and to your point last week, I understand now. That's what you were saying. I thought they were going to hit enough of these passes and then right when they forget about Payne Thorne, he's going to take off. Right. Running. Okay. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I had just not seen them. I mean, and and I, and I, and mind you, I was excluding Sam. I was excluding Sam
0: because I thought that that opponent was just so bad. Like, yeah, I mean, Sanford t- yeah. was yeah. not an, an indicative of what his running ability should be because you you're not going to live off of Peyton Thorne scrambling for 60 yards like that is just not a real thing.
1: Or even how tough teams are going to play them in the pass game. Right. Like I just I thought it was. Th- I mean, that team was so athletically inferior to Auburn. Uh, they went out. They still made some some disappointing mistakes. Um, you know, the deep shot that should have gone underneath the shorter, like, you know, there were some things that they needed to clean up there. But, you know, I guess my point is, is is that if you can execute that at a higher level versus that team, then I'm buying it going into Texas a and so I wasn't buying it going into Texas a and And at the end of the day, you are what you repeatedly do. Right. So That's I'm right. watching what they have repeatedly done. And I'm thinking, all right, coach, you got to get this fixed because these players are good enough. Right. I, I think Payne Thorne has ability. Yeah, for sure. He has ability. You have, If you're going to start him, then I'm, <laughs> a lot of people will disagree. They'll be like, but you got to hit wide open passes, Mike G. And I'm, I agree with that. I do. I agree with that. But I think there is a flow to the game as well, too, that can help the quarterback. If you have a good game plan that that quarterback can execute. Yeah. And then at some point, if once you're confident, we've done all we can from a game planning standpoint and they still can't execute next man up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's what coach Hugh free said. He's like, listen, we got to fix the other stuff. And if we fix that and it's still not right, then we need to fix the quarterback position. But regardless, you know, whether Peyton Thorne's executing that plan properly or they're not putting in the proper plan. I don't think that the plan has been good. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Drop! We are going to get over into the comment section because I know that you all have all of the plans necessary to be amazing Uh Auburn football fans. And you're talking about some great stuff. We'll start, of course, with our super chats. Jazzy Joe kicking it off and says, I think if Peyton comes out against Georgia, then that's his last snap as a starter. Georgia is going to put the nail in the coffin, says Jazzy Joe, if he comes out there as the starter.
1: Um they just have to find a way for him to start fast, right? Um, they have to come up with a version of this game plan that's going to account for what George is going to try to do early. I think they will try to rattle Peyton Thorne early and uh essentially knock him out of the game mentally. That's yeah. going to be the plan at George. All right? it's it's that's what they put on tape. So find a way to, you know, fool fool them a little bit, right? Miss Anything you can, they've got to come up with something that he can actually execute that will at least make them respect Peyton Thorne's
0: arm. Yeah, I do. I do wonder how short that leash is going to be against Georgia, though. Like if he goes out and has, uh, you know, it felt really terrible in that first drive. Second drive wasn't so bad against Texas A&M, but if he has a repeat of the first half, in his woes of not seeing receivers or overthrowing receivers, because he overthrew some guys pretty badly mm-hmm. um, in the first half of that game. If he has a repeat of that, how quickly is that leash going to be, uh, or they, how quickly are they going to uh, tug at that leash for Peyton
1: hear, hear me out, Ike, right? Um, I hope that it's no later than beginning of the second quarter. Hmm. And, and here's why because it is 100% not fair to throw another quarterback in all the time after the game has already gotten out of hand. Right. Yeah, then, so
0: it depends on what the score is then too.
1: Right, right, yes. I think the score Matt, like I mean, listen, if it's 21-0 or something at the end of the first quarter, I mean, it's tough for these guys to go in. They you know, and as a coach, you have to you have to be able to settle the quarterback in early and just make sure we're, we're, there's no you know they say there's no 21 point play. <laughs> right. Right. So you got to keep them. And I feel like these guys have come in 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 backup duty, pressing, trying to make a play, feeling the pressure, you know, to feel their moment. And you've got to keep them one play at a time when you bring them in. And so let's say the defense holds on because Georgia has started slow offensively in a lot of games so far this season Uh, is three to zero what i don't want them to do is i don't want them to take additional time trying to get him settled in if he's not effective in the first quarter this is we this is game 5 this is game 5 how much do you need to see before you'll sit a guy yeah and go with the other guy before the game is not in is is out of hand and then give that other guy the rest of the game to figure it out the same way he's gotten Four games to figure it out, right? So, so that's what I want to see. I mean, after they went to Robbie last week, it was pretty clear they were going to give him from the mid of the middle of the third quarter. I think it's nine minutes left in the third quarter. He came in until you know almost the end of the game to try to get something going, and he had some opportunities because of it. They weren't caught, but. He had some opportunities. I want to see whoever comes in, get the opportunities. I mean, hopefully it doesn't get there. Hopefully this is, we see competent offense from the start. Right. Right. And if it's close, it stays close and, and you know, they can make it a
0: game in the fourth quarter. I'd rather see that. Yeah. 100%. B wills forehead says I've heard with my own ears. People say Peyton hasn't been here very long as an excuse. I'm struggling to see how that stops him from hitting open wide receivers.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't, again, again, because of the reason he was brought in and given the job, I, I, I'm with you on this one. I don't, I don't want to hear that. Like, (laughs) you know, it was, you know, they thought you were pressing. So they named him the starter. That was, that's what the coach said. I felt like he was pressing. So I named him the starter early. So he would, maybe he would stop pressing. That's a mental thing. Right. Right. And, and and so I'm with I'm with B. Will's forehead on this one, man. Like I, I don't none of that has anything to do with. You know,
0: him just be doing football things on a football field. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see that correlation at all. Dustin Pace says starting Peyton Thorne after that egg he laid is asinine. Not a fan of the decision to continue to start Peyton Thorne. Yeah, it all
1: comes back to uh, do you feel like you've seen the best of him or is there a way to get more out of him? And at what point, right, and, and I'll tell you, um, Milrow got pulled, what, like by game two or three after the Texas game? Yeah. Yeah, they pulled him and they gave the other dude a shot and, you know, he's back in, but they didn't wait very long to see what number two had there. And they gave him a whole game.
0: Yeah. For right. us, that would have been doing that for the Stanford game. It would have been like, hey, look, I didn't like Correct. what we did out there at Cal. Let's go do something different for Sanford give somebody else a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, hey, we, we are where we are now. So the reality is, let's see what we've got this game with Peyton Thorne, because that's clear that he's going to get the start. So, you know, wanting something different isn't going to change anything today. So let's figure out what we can do moving forward. Uh, mm-hmm. And I say we. I'm talking to everybody around that situation as far as the other quarterbacks, wide receivers, uh, offensive line, defense. Hey, Peyton's going to start. Whether you like it or not, deal with it. Let's see if we can get a W or at least start out well with Peyton Thorne out there as the quarterback. Todd Jordan jumps in with another super chat, says Coach Hugh Freeze said we didn't pass on RPOs. That's execution. Well, he said we didn't run a single RPO in this game. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it just didn't happen. It so, didn't happen, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but yes, there's there is an issue with execution. If you watched the first half to watch the film with me yesterday, you saw it like we just weren't we were missing blocks. We were missing assignments. We weren't hitting guys that were open that were available there. There is a ton of execution issues that are happening with this football team right now. Um, and those are things that frustrate you as a coach, because you're like, man, we're, we're right there. Like we've got. You're, you're in position to make that block. You're in position to make that throw. You're in position to be able, you know, to run that route properly, make that catch when it's right there for you. We just got to do the little things better. It's not about, you know, scheme and all that kind of stuff in a lot of these instances. It is about executing on the game plan. Uh, Jazzy Joe jumps back in to clarify. He says, I meant if they pull him in the Georgia game, that will be his last as a starter. Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. Disagree. I agree. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I I don't know how he works his way back. Unless the guys that come in behind him are equally as bad and they can't figure out a way to utilize them in a different way. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Pace jumps back in and says our floor and ceiling are both lower with Peyton Thorne. Wow.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) uh, he, it was, I don't know, man. Like you're, you were projecting a lot with Peyton Thorne. You, this is an eleven and two season guy, but then he he played with a Heisman worthy running back that year. Their run game was—I mean, Kenneth Walker was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the next season was five and seven, but a lot of people didn't know because it was they, they Michigan State was a mess from a coaching standpoint that year as well too. So, no, I mean the team didn't look good, but he was still the quarterback at the helm, and the 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 passing floor was still around about twenty six hundred yards on that season. Right, that's that's about what they're they were expecting out of him this year, twenty six to twenty eight hundred yards, and Auburn is still undefeated right now. Yeah. You know, if
0: that paid Thorne shows up, Auburn is still undefeated. Yeah, and I think that's the frustration uh, too with the. After the decision it's like you thought you had seen the worst season from him at Michigan State. And you're like, if I could just get if I can get that guy, we're passable. Right. And we still haven't even seen that glimpses of that guy other than, again, maybe like two drives so far this season in in the Sanford game. Um, SMT, this is a new I don't think I've seen this name pop up in the chat very often. You got punched in the face. And your baby, the offense, is ugly. What are you going to do? Watch the film. Was painful. Thanks for the insight, Ike. Hope you don't lose your bowels this week either. I hope I don't either. I'm um, not a fan of that. I was trying to use the, the very PG terminology, but hopefully you guys <laughs> get what I was attempting to say there. IBS. Uh, a couple more here and we got to get out of here. Devin 21 says that is the biggest problem I had with what he said. You keep hoping it will translate. How many losses are you going to take while keeping while you keep hoping?
1: Uh, Devin, let me address this for a second. So when what gives him what in his head, what gives him that latitude is, is that, well, it's not all Peyton. We have to do this. We have to do that. That's how this keeps going. Right. Um, but I don't like you have, you can realize one while still fixing the other. Yes. Right. You can realize, okay, we have two problems here. It, it, our problem is twofold. Yes. You know, we have, you know, we didn't, we may have to do better for the quarterbacks, but also he's got to hit Jay fair on that wide open route. Right. He's got to make these plays when they're there. So this is, this is when you're as a coaching staff, I think, I feel like a good coaching staff. Can sort this out, but sort sort both things out at the same time. I should say, mm-hmm. right? Yes, the play has to be better, so you have to decide where the standard is at in terms of quarterback play. Right? Um, you know, I don't. You know, one of the things I know that happy feet is a thing, but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think it's a thing if you're a great quarterback. All right. I think that if you're a great quarterback, you get hit eight times, and if you get a perfect pocket and an open receiver on the ninth time, you're going to step up and make the throw. Yeah. That's it. I think average to bad quarterbacks have happy feet. Um, And, you know, that is the thing. So, you know, I said that to say no matter what transpired to Peyton Thorne in that game, you got – if you're a good quarterback, you hit Jay fair you Or you at least throw a catchable ball. Right. Right. I don't know if he would have caught it, but, yeah, I assume he would have caught it. No, Jay Fair is catching that. He's catching that, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> ten, so, ten times out of ten, Jay, Jay Fair is catch, catching catch, that. I'm that
1: right. Yeah. You throw a catchable ball and 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 at the very least, even if the result is not there, they can look back and clearly say there wasn't the throw it wasn't the quarterback. Yeah. The read was good. The, the pace was good. the The throw was good. We just, we have to execute someplace to remove yourself from the equation. as that, a negative.
0: Yes. Th- that's the biggest thing anybody needs to take from anything is I need to stop being a part of the conversation when it comes to the it's negative. The negative yeah. If they throw it my direction, I'm going to catch it every, like if you're, you know, and this is not to pick on him. If you're Shane Hooks, you don't need to be a part of the conversation for Saturday against Texas A&M because you make the catch that's thrown in that your that direction. Yep. If you're Cam Brown, you, you, Make the catch, man. So the conversation never revolves around whether or not when the opportunity came, I took advantage of it. And I just want those young men to do that. So the same thing needs to happen for Peyton Thorne. Stop making yourself a part of the conversation. Coach, I threw the route where it was supposed to be. The wide receiver ran it wrong. Now, the fans might not understand that, but the coach knows the wide receiver is going to know. Everybody in that locker room is going to know Peyton did the right thing there. He just let it rip where it was supposed to go. Wide receiver was wrong there. Right. Stop making yourself a part of the conversation. And then you get to a place where we can start to troubleshoot on some other things. But if everything's going wrong, which of these things do you fix first? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, a couple more super chats came in really quickly before we have to get out of here. Mr. Shaw says Peyton Thorne reminds me of Jeremy Johnson. I don't want anybody to remind anybody of Jeremy Johnson as far as how he performed on the field. I think Jeremy Johnson is a good guy. His performance at Auburn was not mm. good. Uh, signs his that first start against Arkansas uh, before he got the starting job overall. Uh, Jazzy Joe back in here and says if there was no RPO called and Freeze doesn't know why. Then our most than our Mon- Montgomery and Freeze not talking. I don't understand
1: that. Yeah, I tell, I'm telling you that it seems like there's something, some internal communication thing that's going on to me that they need to sort out. Uh, but sort it out now and 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 get it get it corrected. Mm-hmm. At this point.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, last one here, just because it pivots into something I want to talk about. I need to watch the film. Couldn't get on yesterday. When is part two? Jonathan Boyce and the answer to that part two will be coming up today. Keep your notifications on if you are part of Green Name Gang, and I will get in here and we'll break down second half film for this game. We are going to get out of here. We appreciate everybody for dropping in with us. As always, we appreciate everybody who continues to spread the good word of the war rapport. Share it with somebody you love. Until the next time, and as always, War Eagle. Dr-